Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. Fun topic today, mental health. I say it like that because it's been just... I'm sorry, i got to use the word. It's been so pussified, this conversation, in, in modern society, and it's almost been, like, it's almost been, it's become a trend, and it's become cool, and it's become a major talking point and not for the right reasons. Like, you know, now it's, it's this new thing. Everybody identifies as, you know, neurodivergent. That's the new thing. And people wear their labels, whether it's depression, anxiety, bipolar, like badges of honor. And today we're going to talk about why that's wrong. And we're going to talk about a healthy approach to dealing with mental health issues. I just hate it. It's got such a negative connotation. It's got such a whiny connotation to it. My mental health. I just, it's important though. It's, I'm not putting the, I'm not putting people down that struggle. I'm putting down society's view and how it's spoken about the rhetoric rather surrounding mental health now as I find to be detestable and pathetic. But we're going we're gonna to work through that today. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into my past and my history here. Um, you could go back to later episodes or ask me personally, if you listen to this episode, what I've been through, I've shared everything freely and without shame. I will tell you everything. Um, I've been through it all. Therapists, medication, 201s, 302s, hospital, this, that, public breakdowns, private breakdowns. I've been through it all. But it, things have been great for two years. The better part of two years. Not perfect, but they've been great. They've been wonderful for the better part of two coming up on Yeah, coming up on two years this summer. Um, and you know, I was on the phone with an old friend this morning that's having some mental health struggles and asked me for advice. You know, a lot of times when, so here's the thing, guys, when somebody calls you, this is a really important distinction for everybody listening. When somebody calls you to vent, here's a really cool thing to ask. John, let's say his name's John. John, are you asking me for advice and input or input? Or are you just looking for somebody to listen to you? Very important. Because a lot of times when people call us, now I would say almost 70% to 80% of the time, people just want to get shit off their chest. They want to get it out. They just want to speak. They just want to talk. They don't need advice. Normally when I talk to people, unless I say, hey, can I get your opinion if I'm talking to you? It's I just, I want to be heard, right? So that's a very important thing to do is, hey, John, are you looking for advice right now or you just need somebody to talk to, to just listen? That's that's an important decision. So I asked this person, are you looking for advice or are you just looking to be heard? And this individual expressed to me that they wanted advice. And, you know, their thing is they've seen me go through these struggles and seen me be de good, great for two years. And, you know, what changes happened, Mike? And what are you doing differently? And, you know, a big thing that really touched me was that the person apologized because they believe they are diagnosed with the same label I was given, which is bipolar. Uh, they, they apologize for not being there more for me through this because it is very difficult. You don't understand how difficult it is until you've gone through it yourself. So I know I opened this up with talking about pussification of mental health, but I've been through it. I know it's very, very difficult. So that's not to belittle anybody. It's to belittle the rhetoric surrounding it. So I want to give you some helpful tips and advice, you know, whether you're depressed, anxious, generalized anxiety, or just, you know, even borderline personality, bipolar, whatever label it is that you have been given by the 
medical psychiatric establishment. Um, I wanted to give you guys some advice on how to manage and not just manage and cope, but to genuinely get better, to genuinely get better. The first thing is routine. You need to have a routine surrounding the edification of your mind, your body, and your spirit daily. And if you're messed up like me, you need to be 100% from the free throw line with this. You cannot miss a day. Because people like us, it's a slippery slope. One bad day turns into five bad days, turns into a week, turns into three weeks, turns into three months, turns into you ruining your life, right? So you need to be 100% from the free throw line when it comes to this and make sure that you are on point with your mind, body, and spirit. So your mind, you need to be putting things intentionally positive in your head. And aside from that, you also need to be exercising your mind. Your mind is a muscle. Most people are walking around daily and their minds are dying. They're just on autopilot. Wake up, listen to news, go to work, come home, pay my taxes, shut up, and go to bed. Like, you have to, not just positivity. That's very important. That's 50% of the mix here. You got to have 50%. Like, I listen to a, a positive, uplifting podcast every day. But I also read something that challenges me to think about what I'm thinking about. Right? Something that's going to challenge me to, and force me to think. That's important. So you need to have a routine where daily you are uh, injecting positivity into your mind, but also challenging your mind to grow. Number two is your body. You need to take care of your body. I believe you need to have your bare foot, bare feet on the earth. You need to get the sun on your skin and in through your eyes. Don't stare at the sun, but just be out in the sunlight. I believe you need water, at least a gallon a day. If you're my size, 240, a gallon and a half to two gallons a day. But most people need a gallon, at least. And you need to work out. Like your workout routine doesn't need to look like mine. You don't need to be benching 315 for reps. But what you do need to be doing is you need to be doing something that's going to physically push you and challenge you. Because there's study after study after study that support the feel-good chemicals that you get when you start to work out regularly. So you need to be working out. So number one is routine. Mind, body, and spirit, and you've got to be 100%. Yes, rest days are important, but even on a rest day, I'm going for a long walk and I'm stretching. I think walking is also really important. You should walk every day. Even if you already worked out, you should still walk every day because we sit on our asses way more than we were designed to do, you need to get up and walk. And especially if you can do it, work your way into it barefoot. I go on a mile, mile and a half walk completely barefoot every single day. Every day, ask my wife, doesn't matter when I get home, my ass is going for a walk. So walking is extremely important. Next, so we got routines, mind, body, and spirit. Next is boundaries. You need to have boundaries. I have boundaries uh, in terms of social engagements. I have boundaries in terms of my relationships with people. Boundaries are extremely important in protecting your mental fortitude. I, 50% of the time, will not attend a social function, even if it's family. I won't do it. You ask me to do something, wedding, outing, party, there's a 50% chance I'm going to say no. It's 50-50. And... Let me just tell you guys another very helpful tip. It is not your responsibility to make other people happy. It's not. If another person's happiness is contingent on whether or not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be sad if I don't show up to your event we're good friends. I'm not saying that a little bit like, oh, I wish he was here. But if somebody's going to harbor anger towards you because you missed an event, 
that person is weak. That person is weak and they're they're dealing with some kind of trauma or brokenness within themselves that your presence ain't gonna fix. Trust me. These people are often a black hole. So like I don't feel bad about not going to things. I don't if I don't want to go to a wedding unless I mean like obviously if you're super close to me, that's a different story. But like we haven't talked in five years. Don't expect me to show up to your wedding if I get an invite. It's just that simple. I didn't go to any of my wife's friends' weddings. You can say whatever you want about that, but I ain't doing it. I'm not close enough with you to care enough to go for me because for me, I've got a social battery and it's usually on E by the end of the day every day because what I do for a living now, staffing, is just you have to bring 100% of yourself to every single interaction. Every single interaction. So you have to have boundaries when it comes to socialization if that's difficult for you. There are certain things in my relationships I do not tolerate. You know, there are certain things in my marriage I do not tolerate. My wife knows that. My wife knows I don't tolerate certain things. I don't tolerate crazy emotional reactions to very temporary short-term problems. She's very aware that that's something I don't tolerate. Now, I know all the all the fat feminazis are going to come crawling out of the woodwork with their back problems and their gross flabs yelling at me for this. Well, you, you can't tell your wife what to... Yes, I can. Okay, I believe in a patriarchal, biblical view of the household, as you all know. And there are certain things that are permissible and certain things that are not permissible. And she will tell you, we're all the better for it. We're all the better for it. Our relationship is healthier now than it ever has been. And there's a lot of boundaries. And there's certain things I can and cannot do out of respect for her. But you have to have boundaries in your relationships. You have to have boundaries in terms of your social battery. You have to have boundaries in your life. Uh, I don't let people just flippantly download their issues on me unless we have a specific setting in which to do it. Um, I don't let people just flippantly complain to me. I don't allow it. I don't need any more negativity going on around me. So I cut that shit out. You have to have boundaries as well. Number three is labels. Stop getting so attached to labels. Stop getting so attached to labels. So like people will get a diagnosis. Okay. First off, let me tell you something. Your doctor and your therapist don't actually give a shit about you. I know that's going to be earth-shattering news to some of you. Well, it's hoped me. I don't believe it has because what happens if you stop going to therapy? What happens if you stop your medication? It's, it's treated the symptoms and not the cause. It's treated the symptoms and not the cause. Because here's the thing. A cured patient is a lost customer. A, a cured patient is a lost customer. Okay, so what happens is, is when you get into the mental health system, because that's what it is, it's a money making system. Okay, I've gone to the hospital two times. The, the one time I didn't have health insurance, they kicked me out immediately. The second time I went in, I did have health insurance. I was coerced into 201ing myself and stuck in there for 72 hours and they tried to make me stay longer. I ain't getting into that now. One of the more traumatic moments of my life because I drank too much. This was a couple, two years ago. They, they, they locked me in there for 72 hours and wanted to keep me longer. As soon as they found, found out I had health insurance, you know what they did? I colored in books and read fantasy novels while I was in there. No therapy, no discussions, no nothing. Just they gave you your meds at night and told you to go to sleep. You woke up the next day and literally stared at a white wall for 12 fucking hours. That's what these places do, okay? So they don't, they, they want your money. You are a dollar sign, okay? And back to the label thing, 
When you start to identify with, I am depressed, I am anxious, I am bipolar, it starts turning into, I am like, well, here's where it starts actually. Diagnosed with anxiety, diagnosed with depression, turns into, I am depressed, I am anxious, and then it's a permanent label. And you see this, people put their mental health diagnoses in their diagnoses in their bios of their Tinder, their TikTok, their freaking Facebook and their Instagram. It's insane. And what happens is, is you start to identify with it so strongly that it becomes a part of your personality that you actually don't want to part ways with. It becomes, it becomes such a focal point of your identity as a person that any, 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 uh, any attempt to cure it and actually cure it and rid yourself of it is perceived as a threat because you've built your identity around it. So you need to be very careful. You never see me posting anything about struggling with bipolar disorder. You never see it. Never. I don't share no bullshit memes about it. I don't post a picture of some guy in a dark room. You don't understand this. Because when people start to do that, you're building it into your identity. Okay. Because on social media, especially you can see social media is a great lens through which we can see what somebody really wants their identity to be. Right. Because on social media, you can curate what you put out into the world and build almost like a pseudo identity around yourself. That's not actually real. And what happens is if you do that long enough, it does become real. It becomes a very real part of yourself. So you have to be careful with this because the more you start saying, I'm bipolar, I'm bipolar, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, it becomes your whole thing. It becomes your whole personality. I know people whose entire personality is their mental uh, health diagnosis. Their whole personality, everything they post, everything they talk about, every reference, everything. And honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have much sympathy for it. I think it's honestly pathetic. You did that to yourself. And I know it's not just all you. You were led down that path probably by a crook of a doctor and psychiatrist and psychologist and some idiot counselor sitting in a dark, dusty room somewhere charging you $100 an hour to pretend to care about you. I get that they had influence in that as well, but I'm telling you right now, it's a dangerous thing to start building your identity around that label. I don't even say, I do not say I'm bipolar. I I say that I was given a label, attempted, they attempted to give me a label. I don't talk about it. I don't, unless somebody asks me and needs help, like this discussion here, I don't talk about it. It's a dangerous, dangerous road to go down. Dangerous road to go down. You start building your identity around it. It's dangerous, okay? Next piece of advice, chemicals, alcohol, marijuana, pills, drugs, you name it. You cannot add to the chemical imbalances in your brain. Some of you wonder why you can never find your true north or be calm, and it's because you can't survive without nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, weed, pills. Like, you're, you're addicted sometimes to me- all of those things, and then you add social media in there. Social media, that's a big thing for me. I'm a, I'm a habitual scroller. My wife the other day called me off, out. She's like, you really love TikTok, huh? I'm like, shit, that means I'm spending way too much time on it when I get home from work. I need to cut it out. It's an addiction. So you need to cut things out of your life 
that are throwing off your chemical balances in your brain. You wonder why you can't function as a normal human being. And every single day, the first thing you do when you wake up is poisoning yourself somehow in changing the chemistry of your brain. No wonder why you can't ever feel normal. Like, I know I'm taking a harsh tone with you guys in this discussion, but y'all need to hear it. Because this whole coddling you and all this other bullshit, it's all bullshit. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing about it. You have to stop throwing off the chemical balance in your brain. Drink some water. Get some sunlight. Go for a walk. Okay, cleanse your body. Stop putting rancid seed oils in your body. Stop eating shit food. And here's the excuse I hear with eating clean is that it's expensive. That's No, it's not. You're, you're so, you realize how... You could go get a packet of chicken breasts and rice that'll feed you for a week. You just don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't like chicken breast and rice. You mean I'm supposed to eat the same meal every single day? Well, that's keep eating Doritos and, and candy and drinking pop or soda and wondering why you can't ever feel normal. Why you got like all these people they think, and that's another thing. I'm a girl with IBS. Like that's a whole new thing. It's putting out your digestive issues as part of your personality. Like they'll even go as far as doing that. No. You eat like shit. I see you every weekend. You're boozing. You're slamming greasy pizza at 1 o'clock in the morning. Like if you just got off the sauce and stopped eating rancid seed oils, your whole life would change. So it's not just drugs. It's other things you're putting in your body. But watch what you're putting in your body. And then lastly, God. You're not going to find any cure for anything that you're dealing with outside of God. You're not. It wasn't until, and I'm dealing with more unfathomable shit right now than anybody could even imagine dealing with. And I'm handling it better than I ever would have ever handled even smaller problems in the past. Why? Because my relationship with God is getting better every single day. This is not a suggestion, it's a prescription. You're not going to find it in astrology. You're not going to find it in tarot cards. You're not going to find it at the zoo. You're not going to find it anywhere. You're not going to find it in meditation. You're not going to find it over here. You're not going to find it over there. The the only thing that can save you in this world from yourself is God, is Jesus. That's the only thing. And until you get your relationship right with God, you're going to struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle with the same things over and over again, day in and day out. You're going to make a little bit of progress and then take 10 steps back, three steps forward, 10 steps back over and over and over and over again. You got to get your relationship with God right now, not tomorrow, not next week. Now. So you might be dead tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, why God? Why is, well, because again, my whole identity is wrapped up in God. I've t- I talked about this before that I am a child of God. I'm a co-heir with Jesus Christ. So when I start to have negative thoughts about myself, I go back to that scripture. I go back and I read Romans and I read Psalms and I remember I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Isn't that crazy? When you really understand that, you stop having all these issues with yourself. When you realize that you're forgiven, no matter how bad of things you've done in your life, no matter how bad those things are, no matter how wicked you were and desperately evil you were, at any point in your life, you can be saved. When you realize that, it changes your whole whole perspective. But outside of that, when you try to solve your own guilt on your own, 
I got bad news for you, partner. There's nothing that could take that guilt away. The only thing that could take that guilt away is the blood of Christ. He paid that price for us. And until you realize that, you can keep searching for answers and you keep, can, keep, you're going to keep going to the wrong places for those answers. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to find it anywhere else. I don't make the same mistakes now that I was making a month ago, a year ago, two years ago. I get better and better 1% every single day. 1% every single day. Are there setbacks? Yes. Are there disappointing days? Yes, absolutely. But you get better and better every single day when you find your identity in God. So those are my tips. Routine, boundaries, labels, chemicals, and God. That's how you can win this fight. Outside of that, good luck. All right? I know this comes from a place of love. I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you soon.